Yo, yo, what up, what up, what up? What's good with y'all on this rainy Monday, man? Hopefully everybody good. Had a good weekend. Enjoyed the draft. That long process. But I'm gonna let y'all load up before we get into the topic for this morning drive, man. Just started raining. Glad it wasn't raining when I was running, though. But then again, it's actually pretty fun to run in the, in the rain. It ain't that bad at all. I actually be glad. But uh, yeah, man, happy Monday to everybody, bro. Cinco de Mayo on Wednesday. How y'all gonna act? I remember when I was living in Denver, boy, Cinco de Mayo was off the chain. Good gracious. I, I can't see who in here right now. So I don't know who to say what up to. Hey, yo, when you join, just say what up so I can say what up back. I can't really look down because I'm driving. But uh, as you can see, man, the NFL draft is done. 230 odd, over 230 players drafted. And none of them came from an HBCU. Not a single player was drafted out of a HBCU. Um, I see Dion spoke up about it. Said a lot of people speaking up about it. Got uh, former teammates that went to HBCU speaking up about it. Um, yeah, man, I think it's messed up. Michael, what's good with you? I think it's messed up, man. Because that, that goes against the narrative that it don't matter where you go. They'll find you. You know, with, with all the uh, positives as far as, like, Dion and Eddie George and um, I forget who else. There's, there's other former African-American professional football players that are taking jobs at HBCUs. And um, everybody trying to change the narrative, trying to take it back to what it used to be like, you know, before the PWI started infiltrating and getting African-American athletes to come to their schools. Uh, with with no guys being drafted from HBCUs, it's like they're putting a stop to that. Or is it just an unfortunate season? I mean, I think my job is to look at it both ways as much as I want to look at it one way and just say there's some bullshit and water on a tangent. You want to make sure that you got a concrete stance to where nobody could just say you you playing a race car because that's what some white people and some people of color always want to say. Oh, you just playing a race car. You just playing a race car. Everything ain't about race. People are, people are uncomfortable going against what has made this country what it is today. That's why people always say we ain't living a hundred years ago. It's like yeah, we living a hundred years ago, but we ain't changed shit that's in place that controls things that was put in place a hundred years ago you know so when people get uncomfortable talking about race they say a lot about they it says a lot about them in my opinion it's not like a diss it just says like when you don't like to discuss race and i just look at you like okay you cool with the status quo you probably not affected or if you maneuver the way in which you're making sure you're not affected but you don't care about somebody in your family that could be affected with the systemic racism and people are saying this is systemic racism in the sense of they discriminating against historically black colleges and universities. 
because they saw how the narrative was changing, how big time recruits was like, yo, I'm gonna just go to an HBCU. We're gonna help them get some TV money, some revenue. Or is it just a coincidence? Um, James said, on average, how many HBCU players are normally drafted? And you know, that's a great question right there. I think that's a great question. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I didn't do a lot of research before I did this ride along chat. Um, I just wanted to have an open discussion. And if people got that information, they jumped in the chat, then they can share that. Uh, if I have time later today, I may go live and, and do more research during the day. Just so it could be a true conversation versus just a bunch of emotions. I mean, there's no problem having emotions and things like that, but you gotta have some type of data that can kind of back your stance. So you can serve somebody, shut the hell up juice in a sense to you just not grasping shit out the air and, and being emotional, you know what I'm saying? So, but uh, I don't know, man, like my university didn't get a single player drafted. So you have fans coming at, at me saying, you know, what's wrong? How does a player from my school not get drafted? But you got play. You you got an entire movement that didn't have like this. Ain't just one university. These are universities. It's a whole damn movement. They didn't get a single person drafted. Now we like you know I would like to see how many undrafted free agents are signed. Also, but like James said, I, I would like to see on average. How many are drafted each year? As the number started going down, you know we understand like the Steve McNairs, we understand the Jerry Rices, we understand the greats, the Bethes, and things like that 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 got drafted for HP. Like we we know the ones that that got drafted, and then it, it one, it's ones that fall through the crack that get drafted that we don't know about. But again, man, we just having a discussion. Also. Speaking of having a discussion, uncomfortable discussions. Was it odd? I don't know if y'all been paying attention. Is it odd for y'all that Caitlyn Jenner, who is a transgender, does not agree with transgenders competing in women's sports? Are people surprised by that? Is that being a hypocrite? Is that contradictory? Or is that just like, yo, they speaking the he, she's speaking the truth. Excuse me for saying he, she, they, and all that. Um, did that catch people by surprise that Caitlyn Jenner is saying that we gotta protect our girls and transgenders should not compete in women's sports. If they was, you know, biologically born as a male. With coaches not being able to visit school, I believe hurt undrafted free agent numbers will be down. I heard they're not being able to bring in that many. I mean, I, I guess my, my question with the whole draft process is, what is the most important aspect when it comes to evaluating players to a lot of these, a lot of these organizations, these teams, like is it film study? Do you really have to see the kid in person to work out for you? Like it's so much film, so many games, so many snaps. 
Like, what what are you really looking for? Like, what is your ace in the ace in the hole? Like, what's the one thing that say, yo, I'm gonna draft that person? Like, if you watch film and the player jumps out to you on film, they meet your measurables. Do you really have to see them in person for them to finally be like, for for you to finally be like, all right, we're gonna take that that kid? Cause yeah, with the pandemic, it did hurt a lot of the process. And people always say it don't matter where you go, they'll find you. But then again, I think that's false too. I think that's a load of bullshit. Like that we gotta start stop telling high school. In a sense, it's almost bullshit because they showing you like you need to go to certain schools, or your ass ain't gonna get that true look that you need. Now, I ain't saying you won't make it, but they making the road that much more difficult. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they almost trying to force your hand now when, we, when you're playing quarterback. Like, don't go to this school. And no matter how successful, how successful you are, the people before you going to get you, you know, they'll punish you for what somebody did before you. This was supposed to be the first year of the HBCU combine so, so coaches can evaluate them. Filming interviews should be enough. So, yeah, see that? And Thank you, Michael. And that lets you know right there. That lets you know right there. They had an HBCU combine, which is awesome. But it's another indicator that don't just believe people when they say it don't matter where you go, they'll find you. Shit. If we got to create a combine, then that lets you know that you, you, hey man, you behind. As great as you are, as great as you perform, you still behind in a sense. Like, that's the truth right there. Like sometimes, man, you got we got to start being transparent and, and stop just trying to steer people one way just so it can change the narrative versus shit might not be true. Just might not be true. It, it just that's just what it is, bro. Yeah, Alabama quarterbacks are not held hostage. From what took place before they got there. Hey, hey, shout out to Mac Jones, man. The you know, the richest get richer. That man went well, I take that back. New England ain't got no damn targets as we know of right now. But he went to an organization that's known to build. So here's a quarterback. He was one of the three quarterbacks that played with top 15 talent. I mean, even Jalen Hurts went to Oklahoma, had a top 15 uh, receiver, too. You know what I'm saying? So he had top receivers at Alabama. Then he went to Oklahoma, had a top flight receiver. And there's no knock on those guys. You just got to keep it in perspective. Like, if we're going to knock a guy for struggling with reads, then we got to also make sure we hold a guy accountable when his first option is always wide the hell open. Or that... His O-line allows him to not get touched and it'll speed up his progression. That's why I think... That's why I think, man, sometimes when you have discussions, like, you got to lay everything out there. You got to make sure you put everything out there versus just trying to say somebody's... Like, because you could find ways to elevate one play over the other. But I think it's best if you make sure your, your listeners and your audience... I preview to information that, hey, 
even though I think so-and-so is better and he might do this, I'm not going to lose sight that he had these amenities. Like, he had a Waddell. He had a Smith. He had this old tackle. He had this running back. You know what I'm saying? Because we can't lose sight. That helps. That helps. We are we respect Tom Brady for his Super Bowl wins because we always say he did more with less. As far as like names, when you look at the names of other quarterbacks and receivers they had, like same thing with Aaron Rodgers, they always say he never had a first round receiver. They throw that out there because it looks good on paper. And then you look at his receivers and their talent level and how they rank amongst other pros, you'll be like, well, shoot, they may not be in the first round. It's just like Antonio Brown, where he was drafted versus where he stands right now in his professional career. Dude's a Hall of Famer. If he don't play no more, he's a Hall of Famer. Only way they keep him out is because of his attitude. But football-wise, he's a Hall of Famer. He won't draft in the first round. He won't draft in the second round. He won't draft in the third round. You know what I'm saying? But you can really push a narrative like, oh, man, he went late. Yeah, he did. Let you know, man, this scouting stuff and this combine stuff is not a true a true science, man. It's tough. So when people always ask me why this dude didn't get drafted, why that dude didn't get drafted, I'd be like, I don't know. They'd be like, what you mean you don't know? I'd be like, bro, I'm not the scout. I, didn't, I don't got the handbook. I don't know what they're looking for. Like, I, I just really don't know. Like, there is no perfect science of, like, that's why I don't do a mock draft. That's why I don't try to predict where somebody going to go. That's why I don't play that game, because I know the real. I'm not getting in that. And some people think it's, it's fun for some folks. It, to me, it's a damn headache. Like, why am, why am I trying to predict? Where somebody gonna go when I ain't in the war room, where I'm not in the scouting department's meetings, when I don't know how they grading a certain player. Schematically, the one thing I did say is if the four nines are gonna draft for quarterback, they should take the kid from North Dakota State or take the kid from Ohio State. And they took one of the two. I just knew that they better not take Mac Jones. But when Mac Jones fell to New England, I said, yo, that actually makes sense. That makes sense. You know what I'm saying? My bad, hold on. Also, film study only approached her as guys who played in bad schemes, but they couldn't show their full abilities. And that's, yeah, and that's a part of sports too. Like, you could, you could be a very good corner and they got you playing an old terrible-ass scheme. And everybody thinking you some damn slow. You go to the NFL, and you get in the right scheme, and you flourish. And then people realize, like, oh, shoot, he really is good. That's why a lot of times when I do recaps for UVA, I just be like, yeah, I don't think I don't think what they ask him to do truly fit his skill set, but they're trying to be a team player. Sometimes being a team player could bite you in your ass, too. It really can. That's why when people say be a team player, it's like, yeah, I'm a team player. Then when I stinking it up, you're going to call me trash. But uh, I'm going to holler at y'all, man. I'm going to try to come on 
later this afternoon. If not, I'll at least do a, a recorded podcast. I'll holler at y'all. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.